I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anna-the-spiritual-midwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Tamara. Tamara is a mother of three from Stockholm, Sweden. She's a co-founder of the Mediation Center Included, where she works as a mediator, handling work-based conflicts and trains executives in conflict management. In today's episode, we will hear about her three very different birth experiences. Her first being a medicalized hospital birth, her second a natural hospital birth, and her third a home birth in deep alignment with her true nature. The focus will be on this third home birth with her daughter Luna and the amazing experience that she had. Curious about Tamara? Contact her at tamara at Hi, Tamara, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm feeling great today. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I have knowledge that you've had three births and that you're going to focus on a beautiful home birth today, but we're going to hear some things about each and every birth you've had. So I can do a recap and uh, mm. just summarize my my first birth, uh, my first and my second, because they, I feel that it has been a really journey for me to birth and to be pregnant. And the, experiencing it has uh, 
given me so much knowledge about myself and this mystery of birthing. Uh, so my first child, I was born 10 years ago mm. and uh, in a hospital and um, the water had broke and um, because I didn't labor after three days, um, they wanted me to come in to do an induction of labor. Um, and then they saw that the water actually hadn't, it hadn't broke, you know. Oh, it hadn't broken. So they broke it and the contractions, they were lying immediately there. And mm -hmm. um, I, I believe because they, they broke the water in that way, it, it, uh, it can, became very intense, very fast. Mm. Um, and I remember that my mind after a while got, uh, got I got scared basically. Uh, because I felt like, wow, this is just a start and it's already this intense. So after a while, I chose to have an epidural. And in that situation, it was very, very helpful for me to have it. And my mind it got so scared anymore and my body was opening. So it felt good. But the shadow side of it was I, I couldn't feel the pushes when it was time to birth. Mm. So I basically pushed Sasha on pure will and on technique. They had to tell me when the contractions of the, uh, were, were coming. So, so that was really the shadow side of it. Mm. So that was my first ex experience with birthing. And after that, I learned so much more. Because my second child, Noah, he came five years later. And... The preparations for his birth, they were completely something else. When it was time to birth him, I had so much more knowledge and insights about myself and my body. And I didn't only have the general society as a mirror of being pregnant or what birthing was. I could go to other sources that I didn't have when I was going to uh, birth my first child and I really wanted to birth him at home also but I wasn't approved the grant that you mm. at that time could uh, receive from the state to have two midwives home birthing with you so I birthed I birthed at the hospital in a beautiful room at the hospital and I remember having this midwife it was just one midwife during the whole process. And she was so in tune with my needs and what, what, I was, what kind of signals I was giving. And she was like this quiet fairy around me and my mm -hmm. husband and leaving us alone so much of the time. And they, they, they wanted to break my water in the beginning also. But now I knew that you know, I just wanted to have my process in peace. Mm. So I had a really beautiful um, experiencing uh, birthing in this way. I, I remember moving around a lot when birthing Nua, around in the room, taking the contractions. And, and uh, I remember when it was time to push, it was like three or four pushes and he was out. And that sensation of those pushes they were so from another world <laughs> and it was such a amazing experience 
so with that experiencing, I, it's it's been like we're building experiencing experiences and knowledge along the way. So when it was time to have have Luna, it's almost two years ago. I felt so free in my pregnancy. Uh, I was so in tune with my body signs and my needs. And I could navigate myself in a total other way. I really jumped into the the mystery of not knowing. Uh, I let go of all my expectations. And, and that was beautiful to, to feel that uh, strength in me. And I can also meet society with that strength. I, for example, I changed the midwife. I had during the pregnancy because she was she uh, met me in a way that was that was building anxiety in me mm. and I, I could really feel that okay this is I mean she has superwoman in front of her that's so confident <laughs> and so in tune and she's creating worry worries mm. around me by controlling things and so I changed her basically and I was really able to listen to my needs and that was really a great experience and I carry for for many areas of my life wow I love that I love that you bring that to surface because I think there's a lot of women actually that might feel this but they don't dare to say it or they don't dare to demand to to have a new care provider, to change care providers. And yeah. you have that right, whether you are in the public hospital or employing an independent midwife or obstetrician, you always have the choice when you feel if this is not feeling safe and it's not making you feel good, then you can change your care provider. And it was really important for me. And I- I told you that I let go of all my expectations, but I had one that uh, I noticed was still there. And that was the expectations of me really believing that I would birth Luna before the due day. And uh, because my second child, he came one week before due day. And I thought, okay, third child, it should really go quite fast then. so she didn't. <laughs> and that created so much struggle in me because I had this imagination. I had this expectation. And I take it so much with me as an experience. It is an experience because I really let go of everything. But that was still a hook <laughs> in me. <laughs> and she showed you. <laughs> and she showed me. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> Uh, Only with the third babies. We call them the joker because um, the second baby usually, you know, the time of labor is usually half, but the third one you can never really know. And the same with length uh, of uh, gestation. Yeah, it's funny. They're little jokers, third baby. Yeah, definitely. And I remember it was that, that spring and summer was extremely hot in Sweden. So after on the third day, I was like, on the third day after due day, I was, I just cried. <laughs> I just broke down. <sighs> oh. And then I remembered 
that uh, the midwives they gave me a recipe uh, of this drink. And so I decided, okay, I will take this drink. And if the body is ready, it will just give it the extra push to uh, start the contractions. If the body is not ready, nothing will happen. So the drink is a mix of um, castor oil, of apricot juice, of um, uh, almond flour, and a little bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the Swedish induction birth drink. <laughs> oh, so I took it with my other children ar- around me. Uh, you know, it was early morning, and nothing happened. <laughs> and that ex- experience of nothing happened was such a tremendous release for me. Uh, I could let go of my expectations and really feel that, okay, Luna, you will come when you're ready to come. So So I continued my morning. I had lunch and I went and had a nap after lunch. And just before 2 p.m., I could feel the first sensation. And I immediately knew, okay, here, here is the contraction. And having two births behind me, I, I mean, I couldn't mistaken that the sensation. I knew. And um, from that first sign uh, till she was out, it took less than six hours. And I remember calling my husband, Aron, and he biked home from work <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and I notified my uh, midwives and also my friend Nina. So I learned about myself that I really wanted to be surrounded by several women when birthing. That was really important for me. I wanted to feel the strength and the experiences of other women around me. Mm. Uh, so that was my choice for the birth with Luna. Mm. So what was important for me and why giving birth at home was so joysome for me was I could relax because I learned that I need to be at the place where I'm going to birth to be able to really relax into my body no matter if it was the hospital or if it was uh, my home. So early labor before, when birthing at the hospital, was it went all good, but I wasn't totally relaxed in my body. I really needed to come to the place where, where I was going to give birth. Mm-hmm. So now birthing at home, I could go into that relaxation at once. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the first breezy day in Sweden for like weeks. And I can't explain the beauty of <laughs> having breeze. You know. In and the we hot stay summer. At, yes, that definitely. Mm. And we live on the ground floor. So we have this patio. And my my husband was at home and he was he was making the space beautiful, like putting up curtains outside and you know fixing this and that 
And I just grabbed the Pilates ball and I sat outside in the patio and taking the contractions there, just looking at the trees that were in front of me. And um, I was just sitting there and the contractions was coming and I was going with them. And uh, it was, I was just journeying in a very slow way. And then the midwives came. Uh, I was four centimeters open already. And my, my friend Nina came. And I remember she sat in front of me in the patio. And she was looking at me. And we were crying. And we were laughing. And it was such a moment of gratefulness. I was so grateful to be in that space of being able to birth my child in this way, surrounded by people. I really wanted to be there. And um, it was beautiful. Mm. And I remember that the midwife, she showed uh, Nina a spot at the ankle. Uh, mm, and I so think point. Exactly. So when mm. the contraction came, she was pressing that point really hard. It was such a relaxation <laughs> for me. <laughs> and my husband, he was standing behind me. And for some reason, I don't know why, I wanted him to press my head like really firm and hard when the contraction came. So I had one at the ankle. <laughs> it looked so funny, I, I guess. But you know, it's so funny. I couldn't even imagine that this was what I would need in that moment. You know, I couldn't. It just came to me. I, I, I was sitting the whole time. I wasn't moving like I did with Noah or with Sasha. I tried to move once because I got the idea to move. And I sat down immediately because it felt terrible to move around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah i was voicing a lot i remember mm. sounding a lot that was i learned that with noah this deep deep sounds and that gave so much relaxation uh, to me so i felt the contractions intensify and uh, uh, i felt okay i'm going into active labor now and I felt it's time to go into the pool. We had a birth pool in our living room. And feeling that warm water against my body, uh, it's, it's an amazing feeling. It's so, so deeply pain-releasing, if you want to call it that. Or it's just such a relaxation. I really love to be in the water. And the uh, the contractions they they got really intense um and so what i learned from my journey birthing was to really follow and go with the contractions and this time i embodied that knowledge and that wisdom i really had the courage to dive with the with the contractions full on and so they came and I just went in, in, in. I went down, down, down. I was just experiencing that contraction. I was just smelling in, smelling it, sensing it. 
I was just feeling the shapes of it, you know, just following. And I knew it was helping me and I knew it was helping my body open. And I thanked each and every contractions I got. And that fearlessness of being with what is was extremely powerful and also relaxing in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, so that was my experience with, um, with many of the contractions that I had. I love that. Sounds like you really embraced the, the process and in that allowing the process to, to work through you in the optimal way. Yeah, uh, I felt really, really held uh, in, uh, in a way that I felt I was, uh, I'm not alone in, in this, you know. Do you want a natural birth, Mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the natural birth course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. But I also reached a state which is um, was interesting because the contractions they got so intense, and I dived with them, and they felt at a certain point like they were endless, and I got scared, and I felt, okay, where is this going? And I remember contracting my body because I got scared. Mm. And of course, everything just went much worse then. So I could see that and and remember myself just to take a deep breath or a breath at all mm-hmm. and start diving again with that wave of 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 the of the contraction. And coming out of the contractions, I remember I said to to the others, I was like, "Oh God, I almost panicked with this contraction." I don't think they could really see it because I was so quiet and I was so inwards by a panic inside of me. Mm. And then I wanted the midwife to be close because she was, I don't even know where she was. I was so much in my, in my own, you know, I had Aaron, my husband in front of me in the pool. I had my friend uh, in the back 
and the midwives they were just you know taking care of everything <laughs> somewhere <laughs> but then she came the midwife and I wanted to sit her to sit next to me and I said I want you to guide me this time mm. because it's so intense right now that was really helpful in which way could she help you? Was she verbally guiding you, and what would she, what would she do? Yes, she was ver- verbally guiding me. She just, you know, saying, "Go down, down, down. Just relax. Just feel heavy. You know, all these normal things that they say." Yeah. Uh, but it was at that point it was really helpful. Mm. Mm. I love that you bring this to surface. Um, that you could see. That when you felt fear, you tensed your body and that made everything worse. Because we know that there is a cycle called that, the fear, tension, pain cycle. And this is a place where if women get lost in this, and it's easy to get lost in this, if you just take a few contractions and you start spiraling, it's hard to get yourself out, especially when the contractions are really strong and overpowering. So it's so beautiful that you brought it to the surface, especially for first-time mamas who's listening to this, mm-hmm. for them to then remember that as they go into labor and birth. So maybe when they do feel that at one point, overwhelmed from a king-tide wave of contraction, yeah. they remember, okay, this is when I need to trust now. I can feel and sense the fear coming, but that will only make it worse. Yes, trust is a good word. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And a hard thing to do when you're in and the middle, a hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of laboring. Yeah. And what really helped me also during the active labor was all, again the sounding. Uh, and this time I, I wasn't only sounding myself. I wanted the others to sound with me. So it was this amazing sound choir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this blah, just vibrating in the room. And that gave me so much string. And I loved it. I just loved it. The sound has been, that created trust in me. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a powerful tool. And it's something that sometimes I've used with women to encourage them to sound, especially if I can feel like a woman is, she's maybe sounding a little bit, but then she becomes self-conscious or she's not feeling a hundred percent sure if it's okay for her to sound, then I'll sound with her. And then she starts. And then this, as you say, just this, she can ride the current of the contraction wave. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. (laughs) So I remember the the contractions being very intense uh, in a period, be- and I believe be- it was because my water had still not broken. You know, and I felt okay if it wasn't for this uh, water not being broken, I would probably already have labored, you know, giving birth to her. That that was my sensation, and I was just sitting there and I was taking one contraction after the other, and suddenly I realized, okay, my God, I'm in like some kind of good girl behavior, just sitting here and accepting things to an extent that it, it doesn't serve me, you know? So I, re- I released myself from that kind of state of mind. And I said to the midwife, I was like, why is the water not breaking? 
And she looked at me and she looked at my body and she asked if, he could, if she could feel inside, you know, just a little bit. And she did. And then she said something that really made me realize the, the depth of the knowledge that they are carrying, these midwives. So she said to me, okay, when the next contraction comes, I want you to twist your body towards your right leg and I want you to lean towards your knee. I was sitting in the pool, like on a pool cushion. So the contraction came and I did as she said and bah! the water just broke. Ah! <laughs> Clever ah. midwife. Ah. It was a magical moment. I, I was laughing. <laughs> and of course the the pushes they were they were there immediately. You know, she Luna was ready to come out. Mm. The water broke and it and I immediately start to push. But yeah. that moment and that wisdom and that knowledge, it, you know, it just, my heart just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt so held, basically. Mm. <laughs> so I went into pushing and what I learned and experienced throughout my birth is that my children wanted to come out in different tempo. And uh, for example, we knew I took four pushes and he was out. With Luna, I felt, okay, this one, she wants it slowly. She wants to come out bit by bit. And because of that experience, I also had the courage to let her choose the tempo. Mm. I could just be with it and relax into it, accepting it, and enjoying it, you know, because she was really on her way, but on her way, <laughs> in, 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 her, in her flavor, so to say. Mm. Um, and I really just relaxed, and I had my husband in front of me and his eyes, and I remember looking through the window in front of me, it was the kitchen window, and it was this ray of light playing in the trees. And I remember, you know, just gazing into that light as a way of just both relaxing, but also uh, building strength, you know. So I, I noticed that, that throughout the process, um, I'm reaching out for help or I'm receiving help just by relaxing and letting it come to me you know mm. and it can be a human in that in that process that helps me in a certain way it can be the nature that that gives me uh something that i need right now you know and that's also an experience that helps comes help comes in different forms and different shapes you know mm. so she was coming bit by bit and the head came out and I, I remember being you know both focused and laughing I was like changing modes <laughs> uh, and her head was out for quite some time in the water while the rest of the body was slowly coming out and I remember Aaron holding her head under the water 
And so she came out fully and we slowly took her, both of us, we just slowly took her out of the water and we put her on my chest and she was sleeping. She was sleeping. So I let her sleep. And for some reason, I didn't want to stay in the pool when she came. I wanted to get out. And I remember just lying down. They helped me out and I was lying on the mattress with cushions around me and Aaron next to me. And I put Luna on my belly and I was resting and she was resting. Mm. And then she slowly started her journey up towards my breast. And maybe it took like 20 minutes or maybe a bit more. She was, you know, taking her, slowly going upwards, resting and then continuing and resting. And then she reached my breast and she started to suck. And um, I could do that without anyone disturbing that that first contact and her journey basically so when she started to breastfeed then my body started to contract again and the placenta was on its way out and the midwife she saw my body signs so she just you know gently came up to me uh, and um, the placenta very gently and smoothly just got out. And that experience with the placenta was so important for me. Mm. It was so healing because my experience with my two first children was something else in the hospital. That they wanted to push the placenta out and they were pressing on my stomach, you know, mm. forcing it out. And it's really painful and unnecessary. And with my second child, I had the knowledge of it. I knew the routines at the hospital. I had the knowledge of my placenta. I had my experience, basically. So I could put my limit when they started to do the same. I wish that I didn't have to go in that mode at that moment, you know. Mm telling people off and saying, I want you to leave me alone with my husband and the baby, you know, come back after an hour. So experiencing that the placenta could come out in this way was really, really healing for me. If all is well, if, you know, you are having a natural birth of your baby and the baby comes out and you are fine and you're not bleeding, then there's no reason to do anything but to allow the placenta to come out naturally. Yes. Yeah. So even if someone out there is birthing it in the hospital or everyone that does it, just Mm -hmm. to know this is helping so much, you know, just to know that you can set your boundaries or you have needs even after the, the child is out, you know. How you, yeah. the way you want to receive your child or the, w- the way you want them to, to, to receive your body, <laughs> you know. So, Absolutely. Mm. 
And um, you voicing this, you know, gives me the opportunity to tell women that they can research the two options of how to birth their placenta. The first one being the active third stage. The active third stage is what most hospitals and care providers will do around the world, which is giving a mother an injection of syntocinin in her leg after the birth of the baby and to manually help the placenta being birthed by controlled cord traction, it's called. And that's what you experienced in the hospital. Or they have the option of researching and learning about physiological third stage, which is what you experienced at your third home birth, which is just allowing the placenta to come out naturally and to wait with cutting the cord until the placenta is expelled. That is the whole physiological third stage. And then obviously you have in-between versions where you can cut and clamp the cord if you want, but still allow the placenta to come out without any pulling and no injection. Yes. Hmm. And I, with my first child, I didn't know about the injection at all. There's no one telling you that, you know. With my second child, I knew about it and I could write it in my birth letter that I didn't want to receive it. So just the knowledge gives you so much opportunities. And that yeah. is knowledge is, is power, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Mm. And I chose to cut the cord like uh, six hours later with, uh, uh, with Luna. I had it for longer with my second child and... I cut it immediately with my first child. Hmm. Beautiful. What a healing and empowering and positive birth story. What did you feel was, what was it for you that made it an empowering and positive birth? Mainly the trust in myself and my ability and uh, my own, the knowledge, basically my own body knowledge. Uh, that's the number one and also that I could really go into a state where I was asking myself actively how do I want my birth and feeling into my child what kind of a child is this how does it want to be birthed (laughs) so Tamara if you had a first time mama in front of you right now who's about to have her first baby and she really wants to optimize her chances of having a natural and an empowering birth experience. What pearls of wisdom or advice would you give to her? Well, for me being pregnant the first time, I I had the society as my main mirror of what it is about to be pregnant and that didn't give me the amount of knowledge and experience that, that could put me in a much more trustful state. So I would gather a few women around me that I really trust and, and, you know, just to hear their knowledge and experience and these good birth stories. Uh, it's so much bad to read out there on the internet and so on. It, it, it doesn't do any good. Um, and I think that birthing, it is an experience and one needs to feel in, okay, what is the way for me to birth this time to find out what's the truth for you at this stage 
in this pregnancy and upcoming labor, you know. Uh, if one wants to, if the truth is for you to birth at the hospital with, with help that you can get there, then all good. If the truth is something else, then all good. And of course, I mean, as much as one can relax into this mystery of not knowing, going through a birth is just accepting what, what is coming and to relax the body and the mind in, in whatever is. That's the big practice has been for me at least. Thank you so much, Tamara, for sharing your natural home birth story and your two previous ones as well, the wisdom you gained from them. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. Grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.